All right, I know it's been a long time, but we are back. Let's do this. back if this is your first time ever joining the podcast today I want to welcome you my name is Kay Renee and I am the host of the teachers hangout podcast and today we are going to be doing something a little bit different Uh, I am currently a student at the University of Pennsylvania and we had an assignment to do on our um, educational genealogy. And so today, that is what I am going to be sharing with you all on uh, the podcast. Um, Before we get started, also I wanna make sure that you all know where to follow us on our social media platform, which is the Teacher Hangout Podcast on Instagram, where I am a little bit more active. Things have been super, super hectic. Um, And so I have not been as active on um, the podcast as I would like to. But let's go ahead and get started. So educational genealogy. So obviously genealogy is just talking about a person's past, um, their history, their upbringing, their personal cultural values uh and specifically we want to talk about um education so a brief bit about my um educational background so let's first start with my grandmother so my grandmother was born in the 1920s and during the time she was born when children that were black um, were not able to go to school with students that were were white. And so um, I've known about her stories of having to, have to walk miles and miles and miles um, to attend school um, where there were only um, children that were black at her school back in the 20s um, and back in uh, Georgia. So let's fast forward and bring it up to the 1950s when my mother was born and my father was born in the 40s and schools were still um, segregated. And so I remember my mother talking to me about when she was in elementary school and how they would bus her to try to help to desegregate schools and just really, really in awe of how she had to physically get on a bus to go desegregate a school to bring black children into a school that was in South Philadelphia. And so um, as a child uh, hearing that story and knowing that that is not something that I uh, ever had to 
experience, it just makes you just grateful of how things have have changed um, for um, children of of being African American student, uh, black and brown children, um, but specifically for me as being African American and just knowing that I have the privilege of being able to go to a school and not have to worry about oh I can't go there because of the color of my skin um it just really makes me value uh what my mother went through as a child what my father went through as a child what my grandmother went through as a as as a child um years and years and years ago so as a child, when it came time for education, my parents, they instilled in me, you have to do your work. Education is very, very, very important. I remember, um, I remember my mom and dad would sit down with me a lot of times, um, and do homework together, just, you know, really instilling the importance of having a parent there uh to do homework with me and in particular my mom would she knew that I loved to watch tv still do to this day and so what she would do is she would sit me in front of the computer and not not computer I'm sorry she would sit me in front of the television and she would say no television. So the rule was when I came home from school, it was, and this was, I'm, I'm more so referring to early elementary school. So it was come home, have a snack, let's get into doing uh, the homework. So we would sit down in front of the television, which was on the kitchen table um, back then. This is in the, the early eighties. And she would say, in order for you to watch TV, you have to do your homework. And so uh, that was like my incentive to like, let's hurry up and get it done. But one of the things that my mother would do is, is that if it was, if she could tell that I was rushing, she would erase it. And she would say, no, this is not your best. Do it over again. And so that brings me to one of my first points is one of the things that I do now is if my students are not doing their best, I will erase it. It is something that I have carried with me um, since my first <laughs> experience of being in school because my mother instilled that in me was you have to do your best when it comes to ever, to your education. Um, uh, b- um, she would say in, in, in life in general, but in particular, when we were talking about education, she would say that you have to, you have to give it your best Keisha at all times. And if she could tell that like my writing wasn't correct, she'd erase it. If she needed to show me how to do something, she would show me on paper and then she would erase and say, okay, now let me see you do it on your own. And so I do that to my students to this day. And sometimes they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. You need to show me that A, you're trying and B, that you're giving me your best. Now, just like my mom, she said, I don't need to see A. It doesn't have to be an A, but I need to know that you did your best. And so that is 
um, something that is hands down in my teaching experience um, till this day, to this day. Now, when it comes to family involvement in schools, and I know this is something that we have spoken about in class also, family involvement does tie to my personal values, my cultural values, uh, because of the fact that my family, having having someone, an adult, sit down with you to do your homework, to make sure that your homework was done, is something that they instilled in me. And so that's something that, you know, I really look into, I really expect out of the parents of my children. And so it's, it's amazing to me when they just don't do the homework. And when I'm asking the students, why is the homework not done? And they're saying, because my mom, she said we weren't doing it or my mom didn't help me to do it. And I feel so bad for them because that's all I knew. That's all I knew was my mom would do my homework with me or my dad would sit and do homework with me in his office and they wouldn't do it for me. They would do it with me. And one of the things that, um, you know, when we're talking about, uh, teaching, um, with, with racism and, and teaching about our cultural values As being an African-American, I know that the education that I have right now was not something that I, if I were born during the time of my grandmother, that was something that, you know, people, some people uh, felt as though that people that were black, that looked just like me deserved to have. And so when I think about now and I look at the students that I have in my class And I can see how some of their families that they come from, some of the environments that they come from, how they don't take education as seriously. I think about what was their, was their teaching when they came up? Did they hear about how education was something that black students, they, they didn't have slaves were not, were not given education. If they were, they had to sneak and get educated. They had to to, to sneak in and try to get books from libraries that didn't have um, updated books for them. Uh, people that were back in the 50s. And, and, and if you hear about um, Katherine Johnson and how um, when she was trying to become uh, a person that worked at NASA, all of the things that she had to go go through to even try to get an education and so when I think about teaching about racism now when they are talking about education and and not wanting to teach about racism in school it's just mind-blowing to me it's like how would you not want to teach about racism that's a part of everybody's history it doesn't matter if you're black brown, white, it doesn't matter. And for me as having black and brown babies in my classroom, it is essential that they know about their history. And unfortunately their history, it includes racism. And so if we're not teaching about busing, desegregation, um, all of the, the struggles that went on 
to make our education that we see right now something that we could even have to 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 say oh we don't want to talk about that we want to you know you know uh what is it just push it under the rug because certain people don't want to look bad i just i i don't understand it i i I really don't understand it at all and (coughs) excuse me i remember an article that we read in class that was um, by authors Duncan and Mornin. And in their, in their article, they were talking about inequality and how inequality affects skills attainment and how American society relies on its edu- on its families to nurture its children and its schools to level the playing field for children born into different circumstances. And so when we're talking about, about um, teaching about racism in school and imagine taking it out, and then here it is 30 years later and having um, children that are in low income urban schools and those parents being the parents that were in school when they first took out racism and they don't understand the importance of education and what it looked like years ago. And so here they are just sending their kids to school and they're not doing any homework with them. They're not investing in their children's education. The playing field definitely is already low, but it's going to be lower. And like this article says, American society relies on its families to nurture its children and its schools to level the playing field. Well, here's the thing. Let's talk about inequality in the pandemic okay so so the pandemic showed that there was inequality in schools well hey we already knew that right now let's take the pandemic out of the the realm of what we're talking about and let's just think about what school performance was before before their metrics were before what um inequality was before the pandemic okay so we had schools that did not have we're not even going to talk about technology we're going to talk about schools that didn't have um they're not teaching science and social studies to students that are in kindergarten and second grade kindergarten through second grade let's just leave it there okay because that's something that's very personal to me that in itself is inequality because you have schools that are in other districts. You have schools that are in what they consider to be better environments that are get better neighborhoods, excuse me, that are getting these things. That is inequality in itself because we don't have schools that are all getting the same subjects, okay, for education. Take it back to when I was a child. When I was a child, I was going to school in Washington, D.C. I get everything under the sun. Science, social studies, history. And now to come and see that our babies are not getting that now, it's just, I just don't understand. And so as a teacher, it makes me look at the admin and say what the heck are you doing 
How could you allow this to happen? And so then we talk about school performance metrics, okay, which is one of the things that we were talking about in one of my classes and how Pennsylvania was looking at how schools were performing and I'm just like, how can you look at school performance metrics and the students aren't even getting the subjects that they need? Then you add in the pandemic, okay? So add the pandemic back in there. And then, of course, there's inequality. There's no technology. Students, these children didn't even know what laptops were, a lot of them, before the pandemic even happened, even happened. So then, is, of course, you're going to have assumptions, okay? I, I work in a school where there are are white people who assume these kids are not going to know how to work a laptop. They're not going to know how to work a laptop. They're not going to be able to get online. They're, they're just going to not do anything. Assumptions about black and brown babies. Inequality. Racism and education. My cultural values that I think about each and every day about my black and brown babies are that they deserve the same education that somebody that is in a suburban area should get. If I could get that type of education that I had back then in the 80s and 90s where I was getting everything that I needed as far as subjects was concerned. Now, sometimes the books, were they updated all the time? No, they weren't. But they only weren't updated when I came to Philadelphia. When I was in Washington, D.C., I was in a pretty good, uh, which they would consider to be a really uh, middle-class neighborhood. So all of the books and everything was up to date. The buildings was up to date. We we weren't lacking in anything. And now I think about the kids that I serve each and, and every day. And then I think about the fact that they deserve to have an education that includes everything, even teaching about racism. And like the article that we read said, freedom to teach accurately about racism because it is a part of our history. So join me next time here on the podcast. Again, I am your host, Kay Renee. Until next time, keep on teaching and keep on teaching accurately. Bye-bye.